that like, this is not a death sentence. This is, you know, I'm going to beat this thing. And it was just kind of from that moment, I was like, so I started wearing shirts that said, you know, does this shirt make my head look bald? And And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How you doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 44 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Fantastic. You know, I haven't dropped a good old fantastic in a while. Well, like a week since last week's recording, right? I don't think I dropped a deep fantastic. <laughs> that was kind of like a growly tent. Well, speaking of growl, I think your, your stomach's growling because you're probably hungry. Uh-huh. You guys, I am I am borderline like beyond hangry right now. It has been, I you know, I had breakfast this morning, but it's now like 5 p.m. And From I'm feeling it. till now. No food. No food, just water, which is good. I guess it's healthy, but I am right now fiending for cupcakes. Why cupcakes? I don't know, because cupcakes sound good. And sometimes I get in a mood for like something. Sometimes it's like ice cream. And right now it's cupcakes. And so I was just trying to figure out at this time of the day in San Diego on a Saturday how I can get cupcakes delivered. Do you like the uh, was it the bomb ones at uh, what is that place? Uh, nothing bunt cake cakes is what it's called. They don't make cupcakes. They make bunt cakes. They're like cupcakes. They're mini. They're mini cakes. No, it's different. I call them cupcakes. But they they bake differently because there's a hole in the middle, and well, so it's like a little me, bit. I don't know. Well, it's a little bit denser. Like cupcakes are light and fluffy. I love cupcakes so much, oh, so much. What is your thoughts on those mini cupcakes? They're. Like the like ones that like one tease? bite, like one bite. That's a tease. No, a cupcake's like got to be like a good two, three forkfuls, maybe four. I used to love making cupcakes. My mom used to make them and I used to love when she made them because she would let me lick the bowl afterwards, the batter bowl with my finger and uh, on the floor of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I remember getting down there and just licking that thing clean and it was the best thing ever. And she made cupcakes. It's a great way to get salmonella. What? <laughs> Am I going to die now? Yeah. Back to me. Let's talk about cupcakes. So, Chris, I was uh, on a website trying to order famous Sprinkles cupcakes from La Jolla. And guess what? Yeah? Yeah? They do not deliver to us. Well, do they even deliver at all? Yes, they do. But we are range? too far away, which it's actually like, look, La Jolla is like the closest beach area. It's a straight shot, but it is 15 miles. And I guess it's not worth their money. But girlfriend needs some cupcakes. I'll go pick them up for you. <gasps> should I take the Z or should I take the truck? Um, well, it depends on the volume of cupcakes that we're going to be selecting. A pallet of cupcakes <laughs> without the truck? I'm normally good with just one. But like they sell them by the box there. But honey, they have so many delicious flavors right now. But my favorite place to get cupcakes in San Diego is a place called Eclipse Chocolate. Wait, you said cupcakes, not chocolate. No. So it is a like a chocolate. It's a small restaurant. And they specialize in small batch chocolates and they have like these nights where you can go to, it's called build a bear, build a bar nights, build a bar, build a bar, build a bar of chocolate. Yes. And you get to pick all of your different ingredients that you want in it. And so I've gone before and made my own custom chocolate bars, but they make these out of this world cupcakes and they're getting ready for, uh, during 4th of July week, which is coming up their cupcake extravaganza. 
Now, is it like a bake-off kind of thing? No, they have 15 different flavors of cupcakes. And uh, this year they are selling their cupcakes in, I think it's like a pack. It's like $30 for a pack of nine, I think. And then $5 is getting donated to the ACLU. Oh, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. Good. That's a good cause. Yeah, I thought that it was a really good cause too, but I reached out to them on their little chat feature to see like what cupcakes they had today. They had peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly and strawberry rhubarb. Really? Rhubarb? What's that? Well, it's like a, it's like a vegetable kind of thing. No, but you no, can... the vegetables do not belong in cupcakes. <laughs> they they well, are off the menu. Well, there's something about it. I don't know if it it's a root. I think it's like a root vegetable but, but it's it, kind of sweet a little bit it, yeah it kind gets sweet, of like, like very vague sweet that was like a, a cantaloupe kind of sweet right i don't know i've never actually had rhubarb but i've seen it and it's like pink oh well right? i guess they got the color right but i wasn't feeling any of those flavors i was willing to drive over to north park and and get myself some uh, eclipse chocolate cupcakes but that's gonna have to wait until the cupcake extravaganza so needless to say i am cupcake list what is wrong with the ones you buy at costco well, or the ones you buy at uh, the grocery store. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about Costco. Have you heard the controversy about what happened at Costco this week? No. What happened? They stopped selling sheet cakes. What? Because <laughs> I love their, I love their, I love their, uh, what the cheesecakes they have. Well, the sheet cakes they stopped, which I love Costco sheet cakes. I'd say just go get me one of those. Not that I would eat the whole thing, but they stopped sh- selling sheet cakes because the rumor is that it was encouraging large gatherings for. Wait, we're not at Costco. There's large gatherings at Costco? No, that people were buying sheet cakes to support them with their large gatherings like Are graduations. Are they banning kegs of beer? Uh- no. Or the big the big cases of beer they sell? Are they are they cutting back on those? Because those are obviously either someone who's got a problem or someone's <laughs> having a pro- party. I don't know, but it's very interesting that there's been news stories for the last couple of days about Costco stopping to sell sheet cakes. And we totally agree with the you need for social distancing. I think this but. is Karen's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, blame Karen. Karen, it's your fault again. Who is Karen, by the way? Like, I wonder why people came up with Karen. I think, like, Pam, uh, no offense to my family members named that, but I think that that's, like, more of appropriate than a Karen, because I've only met sweet Karens and my some, whole life. Somewhere out there, a Karen is going, gosh, why do they keep blaming me for everything? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, a trending topic right now. Hashtag Karen, hashtag whatever you want. But I say hashtag cupcakes. We need some good, solid cupcake deliveries in El Cajon, California. Well, anywhere in the world, for that matter, really. Uh, doesn't Amazon do that? Cupcakes? Uber Eats, maybe, I'm thinking of. I, okay, I looked up DoorDash, and DoorDash. I looked up Uber Eats, and I could not find reliable cupcake delivery at almost 5 p.m. on a Saturday night anywhere. Well, there you go. I mean, who's deliver- Who's eating cupcakes at 5 p.m. on a Saturday night? Well, it's like anytime that people eat cake, it's normally a celebration in like the afternoon or evening on the weekend. You would think the cupcake business was booming. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in the cupcake business. I have no idea. What so is I, your favorite cupcake, though? Oh, my favorite cupcake? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. I'm not a bit... I guess maybe chocolate. Something chocolate. That's so basic. Uh, yeah, I'm just a basic bee when it comes to cupcakes. <laughs> chocolate, maybe a little uh, 
creamy like drizzle on top. What about May- salted salted caramel? That too. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. little salted caramel drizzle maybe on top. Like when you go to Starbucks and you order those froofy like frappuccino drinks uh-huh. and they like take the Starbucks drizzle uh, syrup thing dispenser mm-hmm. and they just drizzle it all over the top of the whipped cream. I want my cupcake to look like that. Oh, yeah. and drop a little sprinkles on top. Oh, that's cute. Yes. And, I maybe, like that. and maybe a candle with a one. <laughs> <laughs> I love a really good, well done strawberry, no fluff, strawberry cupcake with like a vanilla buttercream frosting. Oh, that's so delicious, but no good. strawberry rhubarb. And then I love a good s'mores cupcake. And then oh, nothing. I, that too. I have no idea they made that. Yes. And then nothing beats an amazing lemon cupcake. Oh, really? Like a lemon yes. bar type? Cupcake? No, like a lemon cupcake, like lemon cake. With like a vanilla buttercream frosting or like with a light Ooh. hint of lemon. You had me at buttercream anything. Buttercream fo- frosting. Yes. Yeah. I, I love when I go to the store and I'll, on occasion, I will buy the cinnamon rolls and mm-hmm. you have a choice of regular or whatever. And I usually go for the buttercream uh, icing. Yeah, I know you do. But I think we should get cupcakes and celebrate that I have officially graduated from my aspiring superintendent's academy. You did? I did yesterday, well, vir- con- virtually on Zoom. Congratulations. Thank you. I had no idea. Yeah, I know, because I was like trying to keep it on the DL, and it's not like we've seen each other very much this week. We have. I saw yesterday. I saw you for coffee. Well, coffee is my favorite time to see you. I know. I love our coffee time together, but it was 15 minutes, and then I was out the door and was taking kids around. Uh, getting ready to take the boys up to Tempest, which is Zeke's favorite play area up in Vista. What is that place? It's called a free running academy. So it's where the kids can do parkour. They like jump off of buildings and things like that. For real? They jump off the building? Yeah. There's like... uh, It's all stage stuff, right? Yeah. It looks like one section of it looks like Mario, like Mario Kart. And then the other area is like trampolines. But... You know, they limit their numbers now and they have a lot of cleaning procedures in place. But the boys had an absolute blast. I took the three of them last night up the you know, 45 minute drive away and they played for like two and a half hours and got sweaty and were so tired by the time we were done. Did they like pass out in the car on the way home? Yes, like, two of the three did. Before you even get to the freeway, they're like out. Well, we we were running late on our way there. And so we decided to do dinner after we were going to do a late dinner. So then I took them and then I was driving around trying to find a place to eat because not every place is open and I wanted to sit down. So by the time we got done with dinner, little Mason was sitting in the booth. He had his knees up and he'd put the um, the cloth napkin over his knees yeah. and he was using it as a pillow and then he like folded <laughs> over and he was resting his head on his knees. And well, first of all, he was sitting up and then his little eyelids kept closing. And I said, Mason, do you want to come over here and I'll, you can lay on my lap and you can take a nap while we're waiting to pay. And he's like, no, I'm okay. And next thing I know, he's like, Eyes, eyelids are dropping. He's oh. like asleep, sitting straight up, and then oh. he like leans over, and then he's out. And then Jacob came over uh, on my side of the booth, and he like leaned up against me, and he grabbed a clean cloth napkin and put it over him like a blanket. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did you guys eat last night? Oh, cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, they have a good kids menu, and it's cheap enough. Um, and then. We decided because we got to have fun while you were working that we wanted to bring home one of your favorite slices of cheesecake. And I found it in the refrigerator last night, and believe me, it was gone in like five minutes, <laughs> five seconds, really. Well, what's been happening with you this week, Chris? Uh, nothing much. Been working, you know, the usual stuff. Um, yeah. 
got a new bed liner in your truck though right oh that's right i forgot about that yes and we, father's day for father's day christine ordered me a truck bed liner from the ford dealer mm-hmm. it's a plastic one that goes in they have to install it well somebody has to install it <laughs> and we had to take it over there twice oh already gosh, because the one they ordered the first time was damaged i guess in the corner it had a crack in the middle or something so we sent that back and then they well, they ordered a new one and then it was a delay so then after Christine complained about it, she called and complained over there. They- well, I wasn't being a Karen. I just called and I said, you know, I'm just a little bit concerned because I didn't call. I went and I actually took the truck because they told me to come on Wednesday and oh, to drop right. off the truck. We and had then an appointment. I, that's right. right. And then I dropped it off. And then they said, oh, well, the part's not even here yet. And we don't know. It's going to be one to five days, even though they told me they were overnighting it. So that's why I was frustrated. Yeah, I do think overnight would mean like... Overnight. Li- literally, yes. <laughs> what it means in the title, overnight. But anyways, we did take it back. Oh, no. They came and picked it up from the house, took it over there. I negotiated it. with that, Chris. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It took a lot of stress off our backs because they came and picked it up and dropped it back off. But when they came to drop it off, what happened? Uh, I don't remember what happened. Oh, well, I went out there to look at it and there was an air bubble underneath it. And so I told them that I couldn't accept the delivery for a damaged bed liner and then they needed to take it back and figure out how to uninstall it and get us another new one only to find out that the air bubbles are normal. Oh, well, I guess they are, but I haven't checked it since yesterday. So I, it's supposed to be sitting in the sun. It's supposed to flatten itself out right. in the heat. So we will see if that's what happens. Because I had a bed liner on my previous F-150. Right. And I loved it. And mm-hmm. it was great. I got it all done. And they did it literally in five minutes. I went there to buy it. The guy behind the counter, like, yeah, I got that. Let me do it for you right now. He comes from around the counter, the salesman. And he gets a little jewel driver out. He goes to my truck and like literally in the parking lot where I was parked, he did it like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, it sounded more uh, complicated. Right. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit of a an ordeal, but I'm so glad that you got it and happy belated Father's Day. Thank you. Now I can put some heavy duty like rocks or bricks, not that I'm going to anytime soon, in the back of the truck. You and, definitely can. Um, or anything heavy because with the truck, it's brand new. It had that brand new shiny paint in the back mm-hmm. of the truck bed. And you see that, you're like, that's cool for maybe a bag of groceries, something light. But you put something heavy or big or bulky back there, it's going to damage that. Right, definitely. But I'm really excited that it finally got situated for you. And I'm really excited for this week's episode. We have another VIP guest coming in the studio talking about how to overcome struggles, and really the focus is on surviving. And we're going to hear from her right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. And welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. She is a fitness-focused mom and fellow podcaster who is here today to share her story of moving from surviving to thriving. Welcome to the show, Holly Boyce. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, welcome to the show, Holly. So how is your day going today? It's going fantastic. Uh, The sun is shining and I got to go hike today, so I am very happy. (laughs) So where where in the world are you uh, coming to us from today? 
I am coming you coming to you live from Washington State, wow. Eastern Washington, actually. Yes. Wait, so Eastern I'm Washington. Up- Yes. And I say that because every time I say, I'm, oh, I'm from Washington, they're like, oh, beautiful green trees and a lot of rain. No, I am Eastern Washington wine country desert. And I love it. <laughs> There's a desert in Washington? I know, right? Nobody knows that. I had no idea. I had no clue. Seriously, though? Like, See? like cactus and everything? No, not like that. But um, deserty enough that we have very, very good wine. We're going to give Napa a run for their money. Oh, well, I, love I bet. That. There you go. Are you a big wine wino? Are you a wine drinker? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a uh, humidator? Or what's that room? That uh, room you keep the wine, wine cellar? Do you have a wine cellar? I don't. I wish I did, though. I have friends that have them, and I, I definitely probably wouldn't have enough wine. I'd drink it too quickly, I think. <laughs> well, we have wine country near us here. We're in San Diego County, but just north of us in Riverside County is Temecula, which is like an up-and-coming wine area, too. And it's pretty hot there, and... Um, they have a lot of different wineries and tasting rooms. So maybe we just need to like take a trip up to Washington wine country. Chris, I'm what do you think? Sure. It's a nice little drive, like a 10 hour, 12 hour drive, 15 hour drive. I don't know. <laughs> it would be great. We, we will welcome you anytime you're ready. Once we open back up again. Oh yeah. Minor <laughs> details, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, we are super excited to have you on the show today and let's dive right in. We want to get to know a little bit more about you, Holly. Now you and I met online in one of our fabulous social media groups that we got connected in and had a phone conversation and I loved your energy. I told Chris, oh my gosh, she's so fun. Like if she lived closer, we'd be besties. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, family, all the ja- all that jazz. Um, well, I, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I am a personal trainer, I am a 10-year cancer survivor. Um, I, I don't know, I'm, I, there's so many, like, I, I have so many stories I could tell you a million, but um, basically the gist of my life is I went into family service work for 15 plus years and that I thought was going to be my career path and then I got cancer and I heard the three words that, you know, nobody wants to hear. Uh, you have cancer. And then everything changed and turned upside down. And when I was finished with all my treatment, my kids were two and five, I think at the time. Wow. When you finished treatment, they were that little? Yeah. Well, my, my last, yeah, my last day of treatment, my, it was my daughter's third birthday. So we kind of celebrate that day together every year. It's my cancerversary and her birthday. So without getting too personal, uh, what kind of form of cancer did you have? Oh, I had breast cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Is that more yeah. of the more most common uh, form of cancer for women? Is breast cancer? Um, I would. I mean, yeah, I'd probably venture to say that. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't say for sure, but I would assume yes. Right. So, so you're a mom. You have young kiddos. You get yeah. these three words. You have cancer. Can we back up just a little bit before that? Like what was happening in life just before that diagnosis? Uh, a whole lot of work. <laughs> um, like what kind of job were you, what, what yeah, kind like, of work, what'd you do? Yeah. So I worked in um, family services. So I was a, for a long time, I was a, um, in, worked for Head Start. And so I was their family services manager. So I was in charge of all the family services that Head Start offered here in this program. And so I would train like home visitors, how to go into homes and do the home visits and kind of be in charge of that. Uh, Head Start has lots of 
mandates and things like that. So I just had to make sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. And so that is, that kept me very busy. Um, like almost too busy, 50 hours a week, probably. Wow. And my son was so wow. little. I know it was a lot. Could it was take a him salary job. Could you no, take him to well, work? No, I wish. No. <laughs> um, but I had family that was watching my son, but I was just working all the time. And then I kind of had a few more jobs in there before the cancer hit, but it was all kind of in that same area of family services and then like literacy and things like that. That was what I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life doing, honestly. Wow. And so how did you, um, cause I mean, sometimes that cancer diagnosis comes out of the blue, but did you suspect something was off? No, not at all. Um, I was really? 30. Yeah, I was only 30. I, I didn't really have a family. Well, I know I don't have a family history and now I know I have no, um, genetic, you know, disposition to that mm-hmm. either. And so, um, I was Thanksgiving day and I was just adjusting my shirt. Everybody was getting ready to come to my house and I was kind of fiddling with my shirt and my thumb went across this like ping pong ball that was just right under my skin, um, in my right breast. And that, uh, was concerning obviously, but everybody was coming over. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to deal with this on Monday. Right. And so I just kind of was like, okay, I'll deal with it later. But I was secretly a little bit worried and uh, went to Dr. Google and Dr. WebMD. And oh my gosh, worst place to go. They're great doctors. I love them. (laughs) They're really helpful, especially when you're scared. (laughs) Yeah, I totally can empathize with that. I've had um, two scares, actually. Uh, My first one was right around my 32nd birthday. And then the other one was just two and a half, almost three years ago. Um, and both times, same type of situation. And then you're like in the middle of something and like, I really can't direct my energy and attention towards this right now, but all of my energy and attention wants to go there. So it's almost like you're spending 75% more energy just trying to not think about it. It, Yeah, that's exactly right. And then like having to entertain in the holiday at at that, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so exhausting. So when did you officially make the trip to the doctor? Um, I went in that Monday, they actually saw me right away and, um, got in pretty quickly, but it was pretty quickly determined that I needed to go check this out. They knew it was a mass of some sort cause they could see it on the ultrasound. And, uh, it, it was pretty quickly. I say that, you know, it took like less than a month, but that felt like an eternity by the way. Right. <laughs> like, it, wow. it felt like forever. Um, and so then they actually decided to take it out and biopsy it at the same time. So they did that on the magical day of December 22nd. Um, oh, wow. Merry Christmas yeah. to you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. Um, so then I found out, you know, three days before Christmas that I had cancer because I, I just woke up to that diagnosis. So I was like, what? Pinch me again. Am I sleeping? Am I? Right. Because I was just joking with these guys prior I was like, um, could you just kind of nip and tuck everything and give me like a new, fresh <laughs> 20-year-old body while you're there in you there? Go, you there you go. There you go. You know, come yeah. on. And they they all laughed. And then all of a sudden, I like drifted off to my dreamland. And then I woke up and they're like standing over me like I died. And they're all like solemn and sad. And I'm like, what is going on, you guys? Right. And so that's that's how I got to wake up to that. But um you know, I spent a little bit of time uh, and my son was just in like kindergarten. So then I, I'm really kind of freaking out because I have a kindergarten son and a two-year-old daughter and I, I have to be their mom. What are you talking about? I can't go anywhere. Cancer is not in my family. Cancer's for old people. That's like right. what I thought, you know, like not yeah. this. Right. 
So then what happened after that? Like once you got this diagnosis, I've heard people handle that in a lot of different ways. Some get, you know, really depressed. Others say, you know, I'm going to beat it. Um, But what would you say was your orientation to your diagnosis? Yeah. So that's kind of where I think I, I differed from a lot of people because I felt like everybody was sad and I didn't want them to be that way. So I wanted to, I, I kind of had this like one, one day, maybe two days of just breakdown, why me kind of stuff. And then I literally went, I'm going to be the best dang cancer patient anybody's seen. And I am going to prove them all that like, this is not a death sentence. This is, you know, I'm going to beat this thing. And it was just kind of from that moment, I was like, so I started wearing shirts that said, you know, does this shirt make my head look bald and (laughs) bald is the new blonde and stuff like that. Like trying to make them laugh Mm -hmm. and, and like wrote funny stuff. And that's, that's how I wanted it to be. So I have a question from the outside perspective. So for context purposes, uh, both of my sisters, my two oldest sisters are cancer survivors. And I remember getting the news. It's um, They both had the same type. It was not breast cancer. But um, I know that all of us got you know very solemn and depressed. And I'm just thinking if my sisters would have approached it with that kind of attitude, I wouldn't have known how to respond. How did yeah. people respond to your happiness in the midst of what they deemed to be the end of the world? Well, I think it's just the, it was more like, I think they first didn't know how to take it. (laughs) They were like, what is wrong? She's in Mm -hmm. denial. Yeah. That crazy lady, she doesn't even know what's going on. I'm like, no, I know what's going on. I am fully aware, but I'm, I'm just choosing to look at what I can control because at that, at that point, cancer's already there. Like, well, technically it was out, but it, this is already happening. I cannot change what's already happened. All I can change is the way I'm looking at it. And if I'm going to spend every day like being sad and, and list, you know, like it made me feel more sad when they were upset. And so I'm like, no, I'm just going to kind of, at first it was kind of like to, I don't want to say cheer them up because it wasn't really like, that's not the right word. But at first it felt like it was maybe for them, like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then what I discovered real quickly, um, was, was a gratitude journal that changed my entire life. And that journal to this day is the reason that I am kind of the way I am, because I was like, if I can write one thing every single day that went well, then I know that during the worst time of my life, something Mm -hmm. is good, then I can make it through anything. And after two months, I didn't even need that journal anymore. My, my brain, my mind and the wiring in there was different. And I just saw things different. Oh, so so you say you wrote a journal during the entire experience of what you went through with the cancer? I wrote a gratitude journal for the first couple of months. I think I made it two or three months and then I, I, I didn't need it. I just changed and I just saw things. I just tried to, you know, like when you start looking at all the good things in the world, more good things come back. It didn't make my cancer go away. It didn't make my problems go away or, you know my hair come back, but it made my attitude and brain focused on something else. And then it created more of those good things in my life. It was, it was kind of crazy. And I was shocked, um, that that could even happen. And I, I also wrote on a blog and, um, okay, wrote, okay. Like, funny things and stuff like that. Cause I, they kept calling me and I'm like, well, this is cheaper than therapy. And I think that like, <laughs> this could totally like, I can write this one time and they can all just read it. <laughs> Did you ever think about putting that down into a book? I, you know what? I've thought about that so many times and I, I need to, I just need to do it. 
Yeah, Chris and I were having a conversation yesterday as we were prepping for the interview. And he's like, you know, has she written a book or is it podcasting only? And I said, I think it's podcasting only right now. And he's like, well, this sounds like it could be something really well written in a book and, you know, be inspiring to not just people walking through their own cancer journey, but families trying to support and then really anybody going through hard things in life in general that seem um, like when they can't find hope, you know, figuring out a way to help put wind in their sails. So 100% write a book, Holly, we'll read it. Yeah. We'll buy it. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because there there's actually an ebook. Um, there's a little survival guide ebook. And then there is going to be a bigger one later. But uh, with with kids in his competitive sports and things like that, like mine, it just always kind of got pushed on the back burner. But it's definitely something that um, needs to be out in the world, I think, just to show people they're not alone. But I do believe that you, instead of a book, you started something else, and that is a podcast, correct? Yeah. So how is that going along for you? So thank you, coronavirus, actually, because that's the only reason I have one. Like I said, I was really busy before doing all kinds of kid stuff, and I I had a lot of time on my hands, and I've wanted to podcast for years, and so... um, I was able to do that, uh, you know, a little while back and, um, it has been awesome. It's, um, can I say what it's called? Oh yeah. Promote the heck out of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, surviving life, um, with Holly. So I just surviving life with Holly, wherever you listen to podcasts and, uh, it's kind of the premise of the podcast is where everyday people are sharing stories of hope and inspiration, um, and taking more from their struggles than it takes from them, because that's really been my motto in life. Um, well, cancer and beyond really, but, um, taking more from whatever difficulty comes your way than it takes from you gives you that little bit of power back. I love that. Now, is it focused solely on survivors of cancer or who do you typically have as guests on your show? No, it's, it's survivors of all things. So obviously there's a lot of cancer survivors on there because I am one and I know a lot of them (laughs) and they all have really good stories. But um, I've got a survivor on there of NF, which is like a flesh-eating bacteria. That was oh, kind of cool. Was it Chris Gordon? Yes, we had yes. Him too. Oh, I just had him the other day. Yeah, he was just on last <laughs> week's show. Mm-hmm. He he was hilarious. Um, and then just things like there was caregivers on there of cancer patients. There was um, we've got some people in the addiction world and in the domestic violence and grief uh, loss of children and family members and things like that. So a lot of really cool, inspiring stories. I just want people to feel that they're not alone when they're going through that journey, um, whatever that may be. That's such a great approach. And I think that we all get more power to overcome when we hear the stories of other people overcoming things that are really hard. I know that when I was coming out of my Um, previous relationship with some things that I needed to survive. I'm not going into details. My kid listens. But um, (laughs) when there's things I needed to survive, quote unquote, um, hearing other people overcoming really difficult challenges gave me that energy to say, I can put one more one more step in front of me. Like I can I can go a little bit further. I can do this. And so your message is so needed in the world today. Right. Uh, So how long have you been doing your podcast, Holly? I started on May 1st. Uh, yeah. This year? Yes. Yes. Oh, so really baby new. podcast. Congratulations. Oh, baby, baby podcast. <laughs> we love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought you did it last. You were, you've been doing it for a couple of years now. 
No, I, I've wanted to do it for a long time. I even bought this equipment like five years ago. What? And wow. Yeah, I know. Cause I always got nervous and then I, it was weird talking to the wall and I just, Oh yeah. Now I have no problem talking to myself. Well, that's good. But you have guests now too. So, so I guess it kind of like, it's more of a back and forth. It's kind of hard to do a podcast when you're talking to the wall. Like you said, for me, it's like, I gotta have Christine or somebody else to talk to. It's yeah, it's super weird. Um, and I do, um, every Wednesday is called walk-in Wednesday. And that's because I like to go in the closet, the walk-in closet. I'm going in the closet guys. Um, and then just talk about whatever I'm surviving or struggling with that week. And, um, kind of offer, you know, or things that I've gone through or whatever, but just are, that are like relatively relevant in, in my life. And, uh, so I go in there and it's, um, just quiet and that's where I go cry if I need to cry. And so it just was fitting that I went in the closet to go record a podcast. <laughs> I love that. And the sound acoustics are way better in closets. They anyways. are. Way, that's way, what way better. Heard. That's what I heard. That's yeah. what I heard. Mine's not big enough to like go in and close the door. It has a curtain, not a not a door, but I totally get it. So yeah. going off of what you were just saying a minute ago, talking about things you're surviving in the world of Holly right now, what is it that you're surviving and what message do you have for our listeners about where they're at in life? Ooh, what am I surviving right now? Oh, man. Um, can I answer that with multiple things? Because I am yes. surviving. Go right home- ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> homeschooling. Oh, Holy yes. cow. Preach it. That is insane. Insane. Um, homeschooling. I'm surviving waiting for unemployment. Um, oh, yeah. that's been fun. Um, I'm surviving, you know, not, I mean, that's really it. Those are kind of my biggest struggles I think at the moment. Um, but I'm, I am thriving, I guess more so than I am surviving at the moment. So that's good. And how do you thrive? <laughs> like what is your strategy for not just getting caught up in the struggle right now? Um, so I, I love exercise and working out every single kind of thing that you could possibly do. I, I love it. Um, so I, I love running. I'm a marathon runner. Um, so that's always been very important to me for kind of clearing my head. Anytime I can get near water and just being outside and that that's a double whammy if I can run by the water. So, um, that definitely helps. Um, recently I've kind of been more, uh, I've not been able to go as many places. So right. it's just definitely been more like meditative prayer, things mm-hmm. like that, um, in terms of that. But, um, and then I love journaling and, and this podcast has kind of become very similar to what my blog was back in the day. Right. Um, kind of audio, therapeutic audio version yeah. of a blog. It's really what a podcast really is. And I was talking yeah. to Christine earlier. I said, what do you think has more of an impact, uh, writing a book about your experience or just being podcasting, talking about your experience? I just kind of figure out which one has more of a greater reach. You know, I don't know. They're both going to be living somewhere, um, whether you read it or listen to it. Yeah. I, I think podcasting because I, when I listen to like your podcast or other podcasts that I love, I feel like I'm best friends with that person. Yes. I'm like I've never even met him. <laughs> like, That's I, so true, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent. It's like, you feel like you're part of their life, especially when you're listening over time that you get to hear their stories and the unique things that they're approaching. Like you said, you have walk in Wednesdays. We do our recording on Saturdays and release like Sundays, Mondays. And so, you know, we, we get to share on a weekly basis what's happening in our world. Is, is your uh, podcast a weekly b- podcast? Yeah. Um, every Wednesday is the walk-in Wednesday and every Saturday is the Survivor Spotlight. 
Oh, wow. So two times a week. You're, you're killing it, girl. I got really prepared ahead of time. I had a lot of time. I'm telling you, coronavirus. Thank you. Right. <laughs> so, so with, I, cor- with coronavirus, have you, have you found a, a really easy time finding a lot of guests coming on your show because everyone's home? Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and I do a lot of mine through Zoom. So it's just been really easy to, the, the biggest struggle, honestly, with that is our Wi-Fi being shared by my kids doing school. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Slowed it way down. Yeah. Yesterday, I was on a Zoom conference call for work. And then uh, our two little boys were on Zoom for their live classroom meetings all at the same time. And I was doing a speed test on the internet. All the meanwhile, Chris is in here trying to build our website. And it's like, it's like, I can hear the internet groaning. Like, yeah, I know. And I was like, why is it not working? It's like, I'm just waking up. Give me some coffee. And we updated, (laughs) we just upgraded too. Uh, about a couple months ago, we upgraded our internet because uh, I was like, you know, if everybody's home, if everybody's running internet at the same time, we got to boost to whatever is the most maximum we can get in the neighborhood, which really isn't that much. Right, Christine? Right. It's still pretty (laughs) slow, but I feel your pain and then the, the homeschooling on top of it oh my gosh because how it, old my, are you no yeah my kids are older now so they're they're 16 and 12 and so it's not that i have to physically te- the 12 year old i have to teach some things because she has a harder time in like math um and right. oh yeah we're just that's a whole nother blog or not blog <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast about my <laughs> thoughts about that but um I have to teach her a few things, but it's most of the time it's just like, just do the work, you guys. Come on. Right. Like, what are you doing? Get off your phone. Quit making TikToks. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Or exactly. Fortnite. Are you kids in a Fortnite? No, not now. Like um, back, I think that was right on when my son was a little bit younger. It was just kind of coming out and um, they were doing that a little bit. Well, he was, she wasn't, but now it's no well now he has a license so oh. i don't really see him he drives yes <laughs> how how was it for you to like let him drive for the first time oh my gosh yeah, give me tips because my son's 15 I and a half cried. i cried when he left but now i am so happy i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm like oh can you go to the store and get, well it's a little bit different now like with the the you know covid stuff but um it, yeah it's i cried my eyes out the first time he left and we have this app it's like a tracker app oh, i know really like psycho mom but <laughs> do i don't tell. care do tell i'm do gonna tell. tell you it's called life 360 there's your plug for that life okay. 360 life 360 will allow me to like watch him and that he also can watch me so if i'm at starbucks and he's like uh yeah can you give me a starbucks no i'm not there yes you are <laughs> oh dang it but it's really helpful for um, tracking teenage people. So, <laughs> well, um, I have to ask this: does, does he have his own car? He does. He has a truck. There you go. Um, I was telling Christine the first car for a kid now is it a brand new truck or is it like an old used one? Not okay. a chance in the world it would be brand new. It is old. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. No, to- he is not getting a brand new anything until he proves himself or buys it himself, honestly. There you go. Right. I, I love that approach. It's, I love it. It's a conversation that we've been having with my son because um, you know, he's 15 and a half, getting ready to start his online in California, they have to do online driver's training before they can get their permit and then okay. license when they're 16. And uh, we've been having conversations about what kind of car that he would want. And 
and he listens to this show. So he's had, we've had this conversation before, but he wants a Tesla. And I said, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you even say that. <laughs> yeah. That he wants a Tesla and he, yeah. I fully believe that, you know, maybe in 10 years down the line that he will save up enough money to purchase one for himself. And but, that Tesla will be out of business by then. <laughs> okay. But hey, yeah. hey, he can do it, Chris. We believe that he can do it, but we've both <laughs> been talking with him about your first vehicle will be a used vehicle and something that um, is not tiny, but not gigantic. Uh, and, it needs and, and to more yeah. normal, I yeah. would think. More normal car. Doesn't make a charge every night, you know. Yeah, and right. Chris, Chris keeps saying, "I'm. I think that Zeke needs a truck. I think he right. needs a truck. I've got a truck. My first car was a truck. Every first vehicle's been a truck, like yeah. a, like a used pickup truck. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, and Zeke's dad. I think his first car was a truck too. So. Um, like a little tiny, those old Toyota little right, tiny ones, right. like the, yeah. the little bench seats, you know, that you can't get into trouble in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and less people, the better in your car. Like, exactly. Right. You don't need a big van a, or something. No. Um, <laughs> he has a truck that I was able to pay for cash. <laughs> like oh, that, yes. Even that better. Is, yeah. It's not anything amazing. But that you know what? I feel like, and he likes it. Like he, he wanted to, his thing was like, uh, I would like a Jeep Wrangler, like the four-door oh, yeah. ones. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, sure, sure yeah, you can. Yeah, I love those. Maybe, do you want maybe to get your Ferrari or something? Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Come on. I don't even have that nice of a car. Come yeah. On. Oh, I well. had yeah, I had to sit my son down and I I actually broke down the cost of a Tesla based off of minimum wage and the number of hours it would take. <laughs> how many years it takes? How many <laughs> how many hours a week a teenager can work versus weeks of a year? And then he looks oh at me and gosh. he says, Well, what if I made thirty dollars an hour? And I said, When you're twenty five, yes. And so we yeah. we went through the math and then he said, Okay, well, do you still believe that someday I I can buy myself a Tesla? And I said, Absolutely. Like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, that's fine. But, but for not now, your first car nope, at sixteen. Nope. Are you kidding me? That's a hundred grand, hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. Yeah. No way. No. And plus, neither. Even if I had the money to buy that, I wouldn't give it to him anyway. I'd be like, exactly. no, you need to prove yourself first, buddy. Yep. They got to work. <laughs> right. For it. Right. Right. Well, I'm thinking about have my kids actually go out and pay for their car themselves and just you know figure what they want. I think a kid that actually, even if it's an old old car that just an old junkie car that they paid for with their own hard-earned money they will take better care of it than the rich spoiled kid who was just given a bmw true very very true um so that's funny that you say that because i wish i would have started a little bit sooner um having him try to earn money but he would like earn money and then he'd buy like an xbox or right so he he was good at like saving for something but the car was way too we thought it was like so far away and then all of a sudden one day he you know he's like five one day and then 16 the next and i'm like how did this happen so fast you've and just wish- given us a brilliant idea what's that Christine? yeah so we a couple weeks ago well actually uh by the time this airs like a month or two ago we had a great guest on the show that was, um, she's the founder of a company called Four Pocket Allowance. And so it has these different giving or different saving pouches for the kids, like spending money, saving, investing, giving. I'm thinking the investing because the kids have been struggling with, well, what what does it mean to invest? Maybe that becomes the money that they save and set aside for their first car. Chris, you're welcome. I just answered Genius. your problems. Thank Genius. you. Thank you. And I, oh, and Holly, I don't know if you have a problem up there in, in Washington, but down here, Uber and Lyft is so popular everywhere. So a lot of kids, they don't even want to drive. They didn't want a car. They just wanted to Uber. Oh. You know, I don't know if, oh. if you guys have the same problem or not, but no, I wish <laughs> that would mean we were a bigger city. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is too, is that if you Uber every single day, it gets so it's, it's, it's like a car payment. Yeah. It's like a car payment. 
Yeah. And you know what you could do is, um, when one thing I actually did tell him and we ended up not being able to do it and then a whole lot of reasons why, but was, um, I said, well, whatever you save up or whatever you invest, if you're going to do that with your kids, be like, well, I'll match it. And so he's like, oh, cool. So if I come up with $20,000, then you'll pay the other 20,000. I'm like, yeah, sure. If you figured out how to do that, <laughs> if you figure out how to do that in six months, a then legal I'm going to take a, notes. A legal yeah. way to do that in six months, right? <laughs> I'm going to copy you because that's genius. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to make $20,000 in six months, but go for it, kid. That's how so fun. <laughs> Well, we have loved chatting with you today. I know we got off on a little bit of a tangent, not yeah. to distract from your fantastic podcast. And you know, it just goes to show what a personable person you are. And I am sure that um, people will love listening to you. I know that we have. And we're really excited about your podcast baby being launched and out in the world. And so... Congratulations yeah. on that, by the way. The first Thank episode you. is always the hardest, isn't it not? You know, the first yes. one. Yes. It, it yes, is. it was. Like the fear of like people not liking it. I was like, I know I'm going to have like five downloads, like my mom. Why are you pointing at me, Christine? She's pointing right at me when you said that. (laughs) What's up with that? (laughs) Well, it's so true. We just threw it out there. We're like, eh, well, you know, if somebody listens, great. If they don't, whatever. Yeah. Chris thought at first it would just be like you said, like me, him. people. Yeah. And uh, we're excited to see how your story grows and how it touches the lives of people from all different types of backgrounds. Uh, So uh, if you are interested, which we know you are, in learning more about Holly, you can find her on Facebook at hollyboyce411, on Instagram at familyfitnessgal, and you can find her podcast, Surviving Life with Holly, on your favorite podcast streaming platform. We encourage you to go on over, hop over, subscribe, listen, give her a fantastic five-star review. Um, help her promote her passion project and spread this story of not just surviving, but thriving with gratitude in life. And thank you so much, Holly, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are a blast. I love you lots. And we're best friends now. I appreciate it. We're besties. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thanks, Holly. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, what's up? This is the J-Boy Show. I'm Ezekiel. And I'm Jacob. And I'm Mason. And don't forget to listen to our new odd podcast on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. We and talk about sports, motors, engines, and all kinds of stuff. And like YouTubers. Stuff and YouTubers. So don't forget to subscribe and listen in every Sunday. All right. And keep moving forward. Keep forward. Forward. I loved that interview so much. I loved Holly's energy. Didn't you? Oh, I did too. She was adorable. Yeah. I loved what she was talking about and like talking about what she's surviving. Uh, I was reflecting on that, thinking about like, what am I surviving right now? Because I think all of us are in like this constant stage of like overcoming struggle. But what are you surviving right now, Chris? To go further on that, most people, even people who are very successful, they're always trying to survive something, even though they, they appear on the surface that they got it all. Right. And I think that sometimes in society, especially in the Instagram, Facebook age, that we like to like sugarcoat things and make it everything look like glorious and happy and airbrushed and filtered. But I think there's a power to like normalizing conversations around struggle. Yeah, I totally agree. So like what what are you struggling with right now, Chris? Right. Gosh, you're getting personal now. (laughs) Vulnerability. I I know. What I'm struggling with, I think, is to produce the best podcast possible. (laughs) I am working on making our podcast one of the best podcasts 
in the world. Right. So how how's Step, that a struggle for you? Well, it's a struggle because what I do is is I'm never ever satisfied. Mm. By the way, here's a tip for you guys out there that are in podcasting is that if you start to say that's good enough or that's okay, then you kind of start to settle into like a very subpar um podcast. Mm-hmm. Not say your podcast is subpar, what right. I'm saying is that um, if you want to be a superior podcast or a better, it doesn't have to be podcasting. It could be anything, any, in life. anything you're doing in life. Once you start settling and say, I guess that's okay, then you're never going to strive to that next level, to, that, to your goal of what you really can aspire to be. Um, the version of what you thought you were going to do when you first started doing it in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. like a, um, it's like goals you have, like the vision board you have outside the hallway here. Right. It's like this constant striving to be better and the struggle with being like, I think that one of the things that you and I've had conversations about is that you're always like trying to move forward. And sometimes I just want to be okay with where we're at just to like pause and catch my breath. And so there's this like, Wanting to be better and balancing it with not like being a perfectionist is kind of what I'm perceiving. I think that the thing that I am grappling with or kind of surviving or struggling through right now is, you know, amidst this like shelter in place lifting but not lifting and the resurgence of COVID in our specific area, we've had a spike. Some of the biggest gains in California in the last couple of days is like, not settling back into the fear. And, you know, I was in a rough place for a couple of months of the shelter in place for at least several weeks. Don't you think, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, Christine has been working from home for the entire time, and you haven't really left much to go do a few things, but you haven't left, like I've left every day for work, and I'm all around town for work. Yeah, but even like when I take the kids out and we're going to something that should have so much joy, like being able to take them to a play event, I worry about like, are they coming in contact with other kids? Um, Are they going to end up getting sick? Could one of them be sick and be exposing others? And then I think, well, I should just keep them at home, but then they need to be able to get some of their energy out. Otherwise they drive us nuts. And so, yeah, yeah, it's just like this. I'm I'm trying to make my way through that right now. Well, you're doing a fantastic job, babe. Thank you so much. And, and congratulations on the dissertation. No, was it the uh, superintendent thing? The Aspiring Soups Academy. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a year-long program, and I'm really excited to have completed it. And, uh, you know, it would really lift my spirits even more to celebrate. Oh, yeah? What's that? I would like sing-along time with Chris. Can we do that? Well, everybody voted, and they all <laughs> voted yes for... Well, not everybody. Well, who's everybody? Like, where did they vote? We put this on Instagram. Oh, by the yes. way, it's on Instagram right now, but by the time you hear it, it'll be disappeared. Mm-hmm. But... On Instagram, I put a poll up. Do you want more sing-along time with Chris? And majority voted yes. Overwhelming. It was like 91%. And the one vote that was a no was a bot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak robot. (laughs) (laughs) So can we do that? Can we have some celebratory sing-along with Chris? Okay, we'll be on with that right after this. And now it's time for your favorite hour. What hour? I'm not doing this for. I'm not doing this for an hour. Your favorite session section of the podcast. It's sing it sweetly with Chris. Okay. By the way, everybody, I'm gonna try to play the guitar here. And um, heads up, I have not have had any lessons on the guitar, so keep that in mind. Hey, when- don't don't you keep the expectations high, so you can crash them to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or how about we just start off low and then we maybe like go up a little like, bit what? you're such a you're savant you're so great okay okay, okay. well i'm gonna sing a little song for you guys sing it sweetly i'll try this is for christine oh actually this was 
if you're going through problems out there, struggles. <laughs> I, I just wrote that song just now. Okay, let's go. Let's As we hear come it. along. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. I'm ready. All right, I got to adjust this here. Okay, okay. You ready? All right. If you have problems <laughs> in your life, you know you can just listen to me sing and go singing away. <laughs> it's Christine laughs at my singing skills. Is that a cat? What cat? <laughs> this is not the smelly cat song, even though you wished it was a smelly cat song. This is my song for you. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going deep now. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, babe. Keep going. All right. Hang on. I lost my place. <laughs> I, I lost. I'm, I'm trying to read the me- sheets, of, sheets of music I wrote. It looks more like crayon. But okay, uh, let's listen to the second song that's on the album. Oh, okay. That's, that's the intro. That, that's gonna be the EP release. Uh, I'm pushing forward on the track. Let's go. Okay, okay. It's only because you guys wanted this, by right, the way. All right, Keith Urban. Let's go. Okay. I told you so. Best, but almost as good as me. Oh, are you saying I told you so because of the Keith Urban song? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. You know, I had no lessons on the guitar, and nobody taught me how to play. So I just figured it out by buying this guitar today. Okay, can you sing me a song about my graduation from my program? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I was waiting for more than that I graduated. Can you serenade me a little bit more? Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. I know. Come on. I know I'll it's try. on the spot. I know you're on the spot. I, but. Well, I know. I didn't write this in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> or any notes for that matter. Um, this is called Christine's an Aspiring Superintendent. Okay, okay. Did you know that where was Christine? She was a to be just inspiring to be a superintendent and she got accepted to be inspiring <laughs> good luck with that my love good luck with that my love thank you very much thank you very much all right thank you very much the world famous chris and his singing to me sweetly well, I love it when you sing it to me sweetly. And, you know, we had a spike in listeners this week. And I think that it's because people got word of the fact that you were finally going to, you know, introduce us to your musical talents. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I guess you can call it that. Yes, it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm working as I'm officially his agent. <laughs> and um, we are taking requests for um, small group concerts at this point in time you know the rates are a little bit steep um pay us in plane tickets uh, first class only 
Sure. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> well, you're welcome, babe. And you are all welcome out there. You're all welcome. Everybody needs a little bit of joy. And it comes in the form of Chris on the guitar. Then that is just fine. But Chris, it is time for... Shout Out Central. Yes, it sure is. Where we say thank you for listening to our podcast. And the way we do that is we um, just, you know, shout out the city that we can tell is listening to the podcast. Or the country. Or the country, too. Yes. And that's where we're going to start. And so this week, we had... Spain. Hey, Spain. Ole. 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 Canada. Hey, Canada. Hey. It's going to say, hey, Canada. Hey, <laughs> don't, wow. you, don't you know? Every stereotype today. Ireland. Uh, how's Ireland? It's a lucky Irish. Oh, a lucky Irish. No. Lucky charms. Time for some lucky charms. No, that is so rude. We're, I'm so sorry, my friends. Maybe that's why we a don't have... A pint of Guinness? A pint of Guinea? I think that it's why we don't have as many countries, because you make fun of people every week. I do. I, don't. I make yes, fun of myself, do. too. United States. Uh, got all America. America. <laughs> America. Pickup pick trucks. America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pickup trucks and hamburgers. America. <laughs> all right, Chris, what, what cities listen uh, okay. to us Okay, in this week? America, the cities we got is Eugene, Oregon. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Eugene. We appreciate you. Gene. Yes, you and Gene. You both and Jean, listening. Jean. Yes, both of you guys. Okay, next. Oxford, Miss Michigan. <laughs> Oxford, Michigan. Yep. Almost got it wrong. Oxford, Michigan. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Now, this place, I wonder if they sell gasoline because the city's called Oil City, Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening. Oil City, Pennsylvania. It, maybe they actually have like refineries there. Oh, I did. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, or, 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 yeah. Or they thought it was a cool name and they named that back in the day. Yeah. And Pennsylvania is a pretty old state. So some of the cities are probably there way before they even invented gasoline, I would think. Right. But not since before oil, different kinds of oil. So oh, it's quite true. possible. Maybe gas lamps, oil type stuff. Maybe, maybe. back in the day. We mm-hmm. never know. And last but not least is Sioux City, uh, Iowa. Yep. Thank you, Sioux City, Iowa, for listening. We appreciate you, and we appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And we love being here with you every week. So tune back in next week for another fun-filled episode with another amazing guest. You don't want to miss it. And we will see you then. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. <laughs>